I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. This week's episode of Your Business Boost podcast. One of the qualities that I most admire in people, and I particularly admire this um, in women who are at the top of their game, is generosity. And it's really interesting because I usually see most prominently in women who have worked their way from nothing, the ones that have got no silver spoon in their mouths. There's no magic pot of gold buried at the bottom of the family estate. They've not had investors. They've had to be really, really scrappy from the get-go. I feel like it's the women who have grafted the hardest who tend to retain their generous spirit even when they reach the top. It's probably like that hardworking girl never really leaves them. They don't ever forget what it is like to have to work really hard and take advantage of every opportunity, no matter how big their teams become or their businesses become or their bank accounts become. And today's guest is one of those incredibly generous leaders, and I am really excited for you to meet her. My guest is Sharon Williams. Sharon is the CEO and founder of Taurus Marketing. So she is an international marketeer. She's a PR strategist, speaker, entrepreneur, and media commentator. She has got years and years of experience and industry knowledge. And the thing that I absolutely love about Sharon is how passionate she is about lifting others up, about empowering, educating, and inspiring the the people in her business and outside of her business. It is such a motivating force for her. And um, we have a mutual friend who was telling me about uh, something that she created within her own business uh, called the Taurus Academy. It's basically a mentoring program for interns, graduates, and members of her team. When I heard about this program and the support that she provides to people, even after they leave her employee, it is next level. And I wanted to know all about it, which is why I got Sharon here to have a chat today. Now, you know, I love sharing a business success story and Sharon's is a great story. And I know that you are going to walk away from today's chat feeling inspired by all that she has done. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to the wonderful Sharon Williams. Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on your business boost today. I'm thank so, you, Michelle. Oh, it's so good to have you here. Now, look, from the outside looking in, you have achieved so, so much. And, you know, I guess you fit that that 
the profile, the, the, the avatar of a successful entrepreneur. And while it's really inspiring to see women like you at the top of their game, I find it really, really helpful for our listeners to know the backstory of how they actually got there. So would you mind sharing yours with the listeners? Yes, of course. Um, well, it was, gosh, you know what, it was 27 years ago now and I was working for, I, I, I'm from England, and I worked for a tech entrepreneur. My husband and I worked for the same company. We'd gone traveling and worked for that company in Hong Kong and lived there for a few years and then come down to Sydney on the basis of my husband's position. And the employer here, the, the satellite office down here in Australia, offered me a job sort of in, in admin, even though I'd been working in global marketing. Um, and when I felt pregnant, he said, oh, well, you'll be leaving, won't you? And I thought that was a bit sad, but... Um, realized that I he obviously didn't feel I could stay and um, the competitor reached out and said would you like to come and work with me so I waddled in nine months pregnant to my beautiful Peter Kazakos my founding client the company that I had worked for was a company called sign on which was an AS 400 case also tech um, and Peter said oh I'd love you to come and contract with me um, but I can see you having your first baby have the baby first because you might decide you want to be you and you might not want to work um so I, I wheeled in Charlotte two weeks later and and the rest is history on the day she was born I registered Taurus I started contracting for Peter Peter and I worked together for 15 years and now I'm working for his son which is really rewarding wow. um, and Taurus marketing was was born so it wasn't some great big flash launch and everything it just evolved and grew I love because a lot of the women that I work with um, and the listeners as well, um, the catalyst for them starting their businesses was the birth of a child or the fact that, you know, um, the, the, the corporate role that they had been doing prior to them falling pregnant um, you know, that was no longer sustainable for them to do. They, you know, they wanted to do something else. So, you know, here we are, tw like you said, 27 years later, um, that you're, you know, you're still going from that, from the idea that spawned from when you had your baby. I just think that that's such a lovely, a lovely story. So what do you think are the key things that have contributed to your business growth? Um. I would suggest that it's need and resilience and tenacity. I mean, I'm not from wealth. And so everything I have, I've worked for. Um, and I want the best for my three children. I work for the good of my family and my team. I'm hugely proud that when I wake up in the mornings, I'm paying 20 mortgages, 20 people's uh, school fees and mortgages, as well as my, my own. My children now are adults. But... It was, I was driven by the need that I had to pay the bills. My, my marriage broke up when my youngest was six. Um, and, but, but even when I, I was married, um, I don't see it as my husband's job to provide. It was my job always to be competent and, and earn because we wanted to build a life in Australia. And you can't sit back and say, I want, I want, or I, I dream, I dream, and not have a skin in the game. So... It was never an option for me not to work. I often look at women who don't work actually and go, oh my gosh, oh, what's that like? It must be so wonderful. Uh, but no, I, I, I had to work. I wanted to work. I'm proud I've worked. I've given my kids a great life. Um, 
I've grown so many. Well, the tagline, Michelle, is I grow people, brands and businesses. And by golly, I do. (laughs) You absolutely do. Have you ever had a break? I've got better at taking breaks in the last few years. I think it, I think it's good for your listeners to hear that I love what I do. Mm. So it's not like it's it's not like I'm suffering. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard work. Jeez. Mm. I mean, I don't know how I did it. When I look back with those three babies, uh, marriage breakdowns, um, I, I traveling husband. I, I don't I don't I don't know how I did it, but I love what I do. So it's not like work. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I get tired and exhausted sometimes. Um, I've had three bouts of breast cancer. They rather stopped me in the tracks. Oh my um, God. So I've got my checks in at the end of May. Um, so I live with that over my head. Yeah. Um, which just makes me want to live life as hard and fast as I can. Of course. Um, yeah. But uh yes I I did the last I have taken five holidays in 27 years where I went home to England for a month right and my and the company ran without me I mean I I was online but the company ran without me we shut down for three weeks every Christmas so I always love Christmas and of course Australia in my my business which is a corporate business no one really comes back to work till after Australia Day. So that's, I still can't get used to that after living yeah, after living in the UK. <laughs> yes. Well, that was yeah. like, I remember yeah. when I worked in the UK and it was like, what, we're only having two days off at Christmas? Like, what? And, and everyone was just back. Like, it was like Christmas hadn't yeah. even happened on yeah. the 28th of December. I was like, that's right. Uh, this is really weird. <laughs> it, 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 same with me. You know, we didn't take holiday in Christmas time because, um, it was cold and dark. Yeah. And also it, it's the end of finance. No, that's when's end of financial year in the UK? I can't remember. I thought. You know, I can't even remember. But I think it's like, April. It's America. Yes. That, that, oh, April. It is. It is. It's yeah, April. It's yes, America it is. that follows the calendar year. Yes. yes. That's really, you know, I think I love what you said about you loving what you do. And I, and I, you know, I've sort of picked that as, the elixir like if you love what you do if you are enjoying what you do then you know the years I guess would 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 fly by because you're doing the thing that you love and it is Mm. I mean I'm sure it's not a joy every single day of of those years but um, you know you're doing the thing that you love and that's so important because I see so many women who it's like they create businesses that um become like the, the like a runaway train it's like the beast they create a monster it's you know because and they look at this business that they've created and like what the hell am I doing so um it's really refresh it's good for people to hear that that how important it is to be doing work that you love um something else you touched on there which I wanted to, wanted to talk about you said that you are responsible for 20 people's mortgages and bills and um uh, staffing is can be a, a, a huge pain point for a lot of business owners. Um, the pressure of ha- having to be responsible for, you know, paying someone's salary and therefore their mortgage and that kind of thing. Um, uh, but I think, you know, for a lot of business owners, when they're starting out, they feel like they need to do everything themselves and it's hard for them to let go of the reins. Um, now, you've obviously, you know, you've got a big team now. You've hired many staff over the years. I'd love to 
get some insights from you about, you know, how you've been able to grow your business with great and maybe not so great um, people. Mm. Yes, thanks, Michelle. So I think it's worth the listeners knowing that I run a a consultancy, a consulting business. So it's very different from a manufacturing business. Um, So I'm, I'm, my business delivers consulting advice, um, things like PR coverage, social media, mm-hmm. uh, business strategy. So that's very different to perhaps if someone's in production or manufacturing yeah. or retail um, or, or medicine, for example. So yeah. the people that I needed to hire were people who were going to be good writers, um, good PR people, good strategists. But more than anything, the thing I learned, and I still learned, and I've got a lovely story to demonstrate that, is you hire on mutual core values. So what you have to do is hire people that think, that believe in the same core values as you. It's like, it's the same advice when you get married. You need to yes. find someone who's got the same core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, which I did, by the way, which is why my ex-husband is still a great, is, I still count him as a friend. Um, and so that first big leap, when I hired my first part-timer, who was a part-time mum, who was interviewed the other day, actually, because um, we're still friends 27 years later. And, and it was, how can I afford to pay someone two or three days a week? And then it was the second person. And then the first, the big thing was the first full-timer. Then it was getting the office and moving out of home. Then it was, so my biggest advice to anyone out there is, is please, gut instinct, if you hire someone that feels good, it's right. If it doesn't feel good, it's not right. Yeah. If that person isn't aligned with your own core values, it's not going to work. And interestingly, I just hired, we've just been hiring recently and, ex- and expanding. And I put somebody through three interviews and a written test and they joined. Another person, I had a seven minute interview on the phone, didn't meet her and said, start Tuesday. And I just knew. Yeah. I just knew she was going to be great and she is. Yeah. Um, so isn't that interesting that you can do all the psychometric tests? Oh, one gorgeous girl uh, uh, um, who worked with me for seven years. We met in the Singapore uh, lounge because she's from Singapore and she wanted to move to Australia. And I met her in the Singapore lounge for half an hour and she was with me seven years. Wow. So no psychometric tests, no series of interviews, no big you know, backwards and forwards, just gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, and the letter she wrote when she left was, you know, is one of those letters that you hope that, you, you know, you keep by your bedside. You frame it, yeah. Um, so very, very hard to find the right people. The other advice is if they're not right when you hire them, which of course happens, they're not the right fit, mm. let them go quickly. Yeah. You aren't there to fit. You're not, you're not, a, you're not a charity you're not a counseling service. You are a, a business. And as a leader, you hire people who lift you and your business. And if they're not, you get them out. Yeah. Because if you salami slice away at them, one, you can do damage to them and, and destroy their self confidence. Two, you have bad energy running through the business. And three, you take two steps forward, you know, one step forward and two back. Yeah. So it's not fair on the person. So one of the big pieces of advice I got very early was if someone's not working, don't try and fix them, get them out quickly and help them onto their next opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I could not agree more. And this is, you know, <laughs> this is something that uh, I do talk a lot with with my clients about when, you know, and, and look, it does happen. Unfortunately, it happens. And we can do all the testing, we can, you know, do, you know, interview three times or not, and and they and it may not work out. But I think that the yeah, there is no point in um, prolonging the agony. And like you said, it doesn't work for anyone else. And also the longer you've got that person in the seat, you know, the less likely you're going to, you know, it just erodes everyone's confidence. And I'm really, really glad that you said that. Um, And the values alignment too, that being that core, that core thing when it comes to looking for people as well, because there are so many skills that can be taught. Like, you know, you can, and and especially, you know, if there's already someone else in the business that knows how to do something and can teach someone how to do the thing, you know, you can teach people anything. You look at some of the things that we're doing in our businesses now that didn't even exist a couple of years ago. um, And, but you can't teach values I think you, no. you the person is one way or another they are who they are and you can't change that would you, you agree you no you can't change who someone is you can inspire coach grow yep. somebody yeah but you can't change them if they've not got your your core values and and that doesn't mean they're wrong and it doesn't mean I'm right it just yep. means that I have to hire people who will be able to cope with me and think like me and that way you work you, 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 you head forward on the train together in a streamlined way without one foot dragging on the ground and slowing you down. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Um, mm. And something that, that um, so our, our mutual friend Robin Foister, when she was talking to me about you, she was telling me about the Taurus Academy and I am itching to know more about it because just you know the broad brush brush strokes that she gave me was so intriguing and I would love please could you share I want to know more but I know that once you start talking about the listeners will um will want to know more too oh that's nice well well from day one I always believed that I would grow people it's not actually something I even think about it's just something I do I love teaching mentoring um I love seeing people blossom Um, and so I've taken that on right from the beginning with Taurus Academy we always had a training ground for young well bearing in mind it was part-time mums so it was mums and retraining them for for perhaps different prior different ways of working or different industries I've taken a married lady in from Queensland from oil and gas and and she's now a fully-fledged Marcoms consultant Um, so, and then of course I've got my babies, my ones that come straight out of school to university. And so I do a lot of teaching in universities and speaking and the, they, they come onto our intern program and then when they go on to our fast track program and then they join and stay with us um, for many years. And then they go off the Taurus alumni to be heads of things out there. So right now, uh, uh, quite, well, Pick anybody who's worked at Taurus and they are hugely successful out there. Head of marketing at Canva, head of marketing at ASOP, um, working in MI5, um, working high up in government. Uh, and I'm so proud of that. And 
they do, when I ring them, they do say, you know what, we use those Taurus isms, those Sharon isms still. Um, yeah. And that's very proud pride making, isn't it? You should be proud because I, you know, the fact that you have the bandwidth to nurture these people, like I think so often um, when people are hiring, it's like a stopgap. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I need, I need help now. And, you know, just sort of jamming people into place. But what you have done with the academy and, and just this whole ethos really is that it's like you care about people, you know, when they get to you, while they're with you, after they leave you. Um, and and that's that's beautiful. I, I absolutely love that. And um, for, a, for a small business to be able to do that, you know, because you've been doing it for, for mm. so long, um, it's, it's wonderful. I think it's, I think it's giving back and it's also self-serving because if you're working with people you like and love mm. and can grow them, then I've always said to, to anybody that wants to know why I started the business is I was, I, I had to leave on occasions, the three most precious things in my life at home while I went to work. On the whole, in those early days, I worked part-time and had nannies and worked from home. But when my son was born, I had an office. And so I would have to leave him with a nanny for a while. So I'm not gonna leave the most precious thing in my world to go so and do something that I don't love and isn't worthwhile. And earning money is not what it's about. It's about being fulfilled. It's about being a good person. It's about giving back to the world. Um, and I think one of the stories you were talking about earlier Michelle is is Troy who came who's heard me speak at university came as came on as an intern he had a dream of starting an iced tea business um, and it was a sugar-free iced tea and he worked with me part-time while he was at uni as my sort of head of special projects EA we then put in a in a in a board in our boardroom for a weekend after he'd been with me a little while some extraordinary people that were clients um, like really, really extraordinary people like Coles, Woolworths, legal, a scientist. And by the end of that weekend, he had an investment of a quarter of a million into the business. And he is now sort of 15 years later, the next brand, N-E-X-B-A, and you'll find it in Coles. Now I've said that. What if, uh, it's like, I love, I love that product. And um, yeah, I love that. I love that story of origin. I really, really do. It's just how you, you know, identified this incredible person, saw the potential and nurtured it for, you know, it's not like you were going to get anything out. Do you know what I mean? Like he was, he was flying, he was off flying and, and living his dream and you supporting him with that. I just think is, is beautiful. It's wonderful. That's, that's, that's sort of the stories that come out of Taurus. And I mean, I'm not a shareholder in Nexper. Um, you know, Troy and I catch up every now and again. Um, there's a lot of other factors that made Troy successful. It's not me and Taurus only, but mm. I've contributed somewhere along the line. You have. Journey. Um, and that's very rewarding. And I mean, I, a lot of the people in the business at the moment came through internships. They joined straight from uni in internships. And, and in fact, one of the one of those is running the business right now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, you know, that's that's in four years. Yeah. So so we do really fast track people. We do. Fast. Yeah. So you must have incredible like 
systems and processes and, you know, a, I guess like a blueprint for how things are done? Yeah, I, I, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a tech person, but my agency is run on personal um, relationships. So you, yeah. can't, you can't put that through technology particularly, yeah. but we do have systems and processes, whether they're manual or, or technology, that I'm very proud of. And it's a tried and tested way of learning and growing. Yeah, and it's obviously working to have had the longevity that you've had. Um, something that you've done that I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing or wanting to do is that there's the, the Sharon Williams brand and then there's Taurus marketing. And like I said, you know, there's a lot of women that sort of toy with this idea or plan for it or think I need to split my brand. Um, so I'd love to know um, like at what point that came about and, you know, what made you like step out and have a separate brand how do they work together a couple of things about that I came to Sydney in 1992 not 1994 not knowing anyone um just a couple of family um connections um so I had to start with a with a totally clean slate so people will only buy you if they know you Mm -hmm. and they'll only buy you if they know what you stand for it's a bit difficult to buy you if, you, if they've never heard of you, if they don't know who you are, if those core values aren't out front or centre. So it made sense to me um, to, to be that the brand was intrinsically linked. The person behind, if you think of um, uh, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Gandhi, um, Mother Teresa, you know, from one extreme to the yeah. other, someone who's really out there, one who's not out there, but you still know what they stand for and what you can, you can, you can expect to get from somebody if from that person if you engaged with them yeah so it was a no-brainer for me um I had to get out there and um, and network and meet people to get business I had to I wanted to learn I wanted to because a lot of it it's not just giving back it's also learning you know I learn every day I make mistakes every day um that's all part of the journey too um and so um the personal brand became something I did instinctively that I felt was necessary. And then we trademarked it into a, an actual personal branding service. And we're certainly one of the first people to do that with Taurus okay. Profile. Yep. Um, and, and, and you are your brand. People, you know, if you're not ethical and you're not honourable, then you can't expect. Um, we've had a prospect come to us in the last few days and, and I found out someone that is, is behind it and I will not work for that brand because that person has a, um, has a criminal record. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not that a criminal, everyone that has a criminal record should be abandoned. I'm very, very much about forgiveness, but it's, it's just a, it's just that there were just acts that will never core value align with, with who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fascinating. And look, I'd rather be at the beach. And Michelle, you, you know what I look like right now. Your, your <laughs> lovely viewers don't, but that's me. Naturally. <laughs> you know, that is me au naturel. And, um, but the the business is suited, booted. The image is 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 has to be there because I I want people to part with a hundred, two hundred thousand, or twenty thousand, or five thousand to work with me, mm-hmm. and they need to be sure that the person they're giving it to can be trusted and is 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 going to deliver. Yeah, um, exactly the same way as if you were hiring a builder and you had a builder on site, you would have to see them in the high vis and the um, appropriate gear. And if mm-hmm. they turned up not wearing the appropriate gear, you would have a sense of doubt about their capability. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. So what do you think is the most impactful thing that you've done to boost your business? Gosh, worked worked hard. Worked uh, hard. That's- worked hard. Um, taken advice. I'm not, I don't have an ego. Um, I'm competitive, but I don't have an ego. Um, I must be, I don't think of myself as competitive, but I must be because if I, if I lose a client or if I don't win a client, it affects me. It hurts. Um, um, It hurts. Even now, after, even after 27 years, it still hurts. Yes. Yes. I I also am quite a a Zen believer. So, you know, if it doesn't happen, I always say it happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, I think probably the, the, Ability, um, still, I still say this, and, and I strongly recommend it to anyone who's listening, is get good advice. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people who are good mentors. And you know what? If you're smart, they don't last very long because you learn what they know, and then they move, you move on to a different yeah. set of mentors. Mm-hmm. So you absorb from people. I, I, and that doesn't, that's not a negative thing. People yeah. know. I, I always say to, to, to people, you know, if you if you're not evolving, changing and getting and learning new skills, then you get stale, which is why often we change account teams on a client. We always want to be reinvigorating the thinking around a client. So I've always had great people in my life to teach me stuff, not always taken everything on board, uh, you know, it's my, my choice as to whether I, I take it on board or not. But geez, I've, I've had some wonderful people and I've learned from everybody and even the negative experiences in your life, which I'm sure right now people are going through, I'm sure there's listeners sitting there going, oh, my gosh, how do I cope today? Believe me, I've been there. You know, with, with, with cancer, I've been on my knees in our, my hallway going, how, how am I going to get my son through school? Um, maybe I'll live just long enough to see him graduate. And there's been times, times in business 2008 with the global fin- financial crisis, there's been times when, when things are tough and then there's been times where things are great. So tenacity, resilience, you will come through. Always you'll come through. Such great advice. So, and, you know, we have all survived all of our hardest days so far. So um, Sharon, the final question that I have for you, and it's the one that I ask all of my guests um, to leave our listeners with one recommendation that's going to boost their life, something you've read, listened to, watched, uh, what's your recommendation? After the last two years with COVID, look after your health first and your well-being. Because if you go down, yeah. your families and your business will go down. So please book in the time to R&R. Even though I work hard, I still find time to do something that lifts my soul each yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is have your emergency fund. Please have your emergency dollars in the bank so that you've got something for a rainy day because because you will have in your business times where things are tough and you need three to six months working capital even if that's a loan you don't want to be in a position and I have been at times when you just don't have a visibility two or three weeks out and I learned that the hard way and now I do have an emergency fund and and such great advice from a business perspective and also from a personal perspective, I have always 
always had a running away from home fund, you know, even before, before I got married, while I was married and thank God I had it after I was married as well, because, you know, we, we need it. We, it's really great advice. Sharon, you have been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing so openly. Where can our listeners connect with you? Where can we get more Sharon in our lives? Oh my gosh. I'd love that. And I'm really, I really will respond if anyone's got any questions. I'd love to hear from you. Um, My email, is sharon at taurusmarketing.com.au um, and there's contact sheets on taurusmarketing.com.au and sharonwilliams.com or on LinkedIn. So if there's anything I can do to help your, your listeners, Michelle, I would be delighted to help. We've got a great network and, you know, that's what it's all about, paying it forward. Yeah, you you are wonderful. You are and and Sharon's not like like she you that is the direct line to her. There's uh it's and you are so generous with with yeah, your knowledge and your connections and it has been absolutely wonderful having you here on your business boost. Thank you so much. Thanks Michelle, wonderful. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.